hello, everybody, uh, our fellow Tamago Tomodachis. <laughs> um, yeah, we're back here again for another episode of the Baka to Baka podcast. Uh, as usual, I'm one of the hosts, Ivan, uh, here along with our second host, Tim. Hi-ho. Um, uh, today's episode will be another pretty chill one. Um, I think we're going to switch it up today uh, and kind of stray away from the anime stuff uh but i do have some anime news here mm-hmm. for you all um I, I think we should uh well first okay let's see um how have you been <laughs> how's been, your two uh, weeks let's see i have been pretty busy with getting my drop number two of my print shop Ooh, excited going. let's go like I really wanted to get it out in uh, like before the end of June or like mm-hmm. just before June ended anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna see if I can get it by the thirtieth. Like I have like solid pieces that I can definitely drop right now, but I don't know if I want to do like one or two more. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be as much as the first time, because the first time I had like a a pretty solid catalog. Yeah. To just like you had a good do batch. whatever. I mean, I do have other ones too. I could bring back like ones that I, I didn't sell last time, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, I've been doing that, and I've been really into the hobby of mechanical keyboards. Ooh. So I've also been doing like my research and stuff on like different looks that I want. Like I have two right now that I've completed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to get too crazy into it, but yeah, I've done that. And let's see. Still letting my beard grow. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. When you <laughs> sent me when you sent me your clip for my my video, dude, I was I loved it. I was like seriously, Aaron and I were just like the first thing you notice is the beard, right? <laughs> and so we're just like watching it. And then like, I think the first time we watched it through yeah. We, I don't think I don't even think we paid attention to what you were saying. We were just like so fascinated <laughs> with the beard. <laughs> oh, dude, it's it's uh it's getting there. I think now that I have the proper products to take care of it, it's been mm-hmm. growing much better. I feel like maybe after all of this, I will definitely shave it down. Because mm-hmm. before, or at least just like trim, like trim it to like a five o'clock shadow like i usually do okay but this time really go from the beginning and let it uh, or take care of it really really well from like mm-hmm. that that point because before all of that i didn't i've never done any beard like products and stuff to take care of it so. yeah just let it grow yeah it's like it, it's gotten used to it but i could tell it's still a little like scraggly mm-hmm. like the new hair that's growing in is fine but like the old hair is still kind of there so, I mean, I don't know, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. We've had my parents' birthdays since then and Francis's birthday. Yep. Um, that's pretty much, pretty much it. I mean, I've actually stayed, oh no, Dominic too. Dominic has, uh, graduated since yep. then. Congratulations, yeah, Dominic. Yeah, I, 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 we were there, Aaron, well, 
you guys yeah, watched the stream? My mom, my, yeah, my mom and I and Aaron watched the stream, and it was mm. just so funny because like the audio, they were having like audio issues, right? Yeah, and it was really funny because I'm pretty sure Uncle Pokey was in the in the chat. I saw him, I think, because <laughs> who else who else would have their username as Bruno Tolentino, right? <laughs> it makes it kind of obvious. Yeah. Um, so I think he was there. I saw Catherine in chat. Nice. Um, Kuyatami was in chat. And nice. He said something there. Cool. Um, and then like everybody else's family, like um, yeah, Dominic's classmates' families were like in the chat. But it was just really funny because they were having audio issues, mm-hmm. right? So nobody could hear anything, right? And everybody's typing in the chat like, "Oh, we can't hear anything. Um, can you fix the audio?" And I was like half tempted to just like text in, the, type into the chat, and just yeah, be yeah. like, "I don't know about you guys, but I can hear perfectly fine." <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't even. Think uh, but I didn't to, want to be that guy. Though. I didn't even think about like you guys actually being there live in chat. That's so funny. Um, yeah. So Dominic graduated. Congratulations, Dom. He's gonna go to Penn State. State. So he'll be the first one, like really out of state. Party. Oh, uh, yeah, party. Um. Wait, you don't consider yourself out of state, even though you went to? I mean, school? that was like that was like after the fact. Mm. Like he's like the first one to really like get into Leave. it. Yeah, okay. yeah, out of state college, the lit tiny lines. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, and then let's see what else. That's pretty much it. Ever since then, though. Like I've, I've self quarantined myself again because mm-hmm. a lot of, dude, like ninety percent of the people that were there didn't wear masks. Yeah, it's re- and and the, the whole reemergence of of the Rona is right, and it's not even like it's not even like a reemergence. It's always been there. People just aren't being smart. Yeah, the, yeah, you know. So, and I think I think I think some of the like what what's been happening lately has kind of contributed to that, and mm-hmm. I think just people people forget that you know even though we should you know you, you you know it's you have your right to protest and whatnot but people i think people just forget that common sense that like okay we're mm-hmm. mass gathering like we should at least take some precautions because coronavirus is still a thing mm-hmm. it's funny you mentioned that because a lot of people will um default to the protests causing a spike mm-hmm. but it's actually proven that it hasn't and I've been to one, like I said last time, and a lot of everyone was wearing a mask. Everyone was being smart. Like, although, yeah, people weren't like completely six feet away. But when we were at Dominic's graduation, I was just shaking my head so hard. Like, I, yeah, I wish when we watched it. Uh-huh. When we watched it, we were just like, "Wait, <laughs> are these people wearing masks? Like, they're all they're not even six feet apart." Like, dude, <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, cool. Look, everyone's like in their own like pew. Nobody's like in the pew ahead of you or behind you mm-hmm. or whatever. But I was like, okay, well, what do you guys think? Like, you're just like immune to it because we're in a church. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. So, yeah. So the whole thing of like the whole narrative of people saying that, you know, what about the protests? Like, you know, didn't they contribute to any of it? Actually, no. Which is really, it proves that. To me, at least, that masks freaking work. I don't understand why people think that they don't do right. anything. It's like they do. And then there's the whole fact of people like, I have a right to not wear a mask. It's hard to breathe in it. It's like, dude, how weak body are you? <laughs> like, it's not bad. And well, it's, it's not really like... Funny. So, like mm-hmm. so the, the thing about the not being able to breathe, I think there was... Uh, 
there was like a video of like nurse who mm-hmm. um demonstrated she had like this oxygen thing that yeah like reads your oxygen levels and it's like she she tested out like different masks she's like well it doesn't matter what mask you're uh-huh. still getting the same amount of oxygen, oxygen. So, yeah like, right oh yeah and like people are like you know uh the mask is preventing me from you know uh exhaling my co2 so i'm just breathing it all in back like, <laughs> yeah. that's not how it works uh, people people fail to realize that like you know percentage i forgot the percentage of actual oxygen it is in the air yeah. compared to like nitrogen it's just kind of like oh my god it's like dude like you're so worried about just things that you don't understand yeah it's like if i block my face right i'm breathing air out so that's the you know carbon dioxide mm-hmm. But then I breathe back in. That doesn't mean I'm breathing back in the. Carbon yeah, it doesn't dioxide. mean I'm breathing it's... back 100 percent of the carbon dioxide. Yeah, and like, I uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, People are crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I've been self quarantining because of all that at the graduation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't really gone out anywhere, because like the 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 week before that. I was like planning to bike like at least every weekend mm-hmm. with all my friends, but I threw that out the window for the for past two weeks. So I've just been chilling at home. Oh man, what about you? Nice, um, chilling at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I did, I did work on that that video. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that video so, is great. So I, I, for everybody listening, I. I don't know if any of you watched the SpaceX launch that happened like almost a month ago already. Mm-hmm. But um, what was really cool was the SpaceX director had mentioned that they had a simulator online where you can like, um, it's not it's not fully replicated how how it is on the actual spaceship, but it's uh, it's pretty similar. She was like, oh, you can you can practice you can see what it's like to dock the uh, the SpaceX rock uh, ship mm-hmm. to the uh, space station, right? And mm-hmm. so I had gotten, I had, I had tried it out and I was like, I just got this inspiration to just like do a parody of Interstellar. Cause like, I love Interstellar. It's like one of my favorite movies of all time. Yep. And so I, I had gotten, I got, I got you to do a part um, in, in <laughs> my video. I got Dominic to do a part. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my, my old college friend, Chris to do a part and his girlfriend, which is, mm-hmm. which is really nice of her to do too. Um, and then yeah, I just came up with this this video where it was just kind of like everybody everybody that I had in basically did like an interview or interview mm-hmm. style like like uh, the office kind of <laughs> interview and it was it was like semi serious but like really funny yeah um, and then yeah I just put it all together in ten minute video mm-hmm. and it, I it came out like a lot better than I I had expected it to mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah so I did that and then <clears throat> so speaking of mass now. Uh, your mom was doing ma- your, your mom was making masks yeah and so she had sent us some and mm-hmm. so i'm i'm almost done with it i think i'll just finish it by tonight but i made like like an ad like mm-hmm. like a commercial ad oh, nice. for your mom's mask oh cool so i hope i'm hoping to get it done like tonight and then like send it to her and then like you can you guys can watch it too i th- mm-hmm. i i think it's pretty funny nice and i hope i hope like she enjoys it too yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah, my gosh I, dude doing these videos now like i i don't know i just like having fun just like you know with my brother or like with my friends and i I, yeah i think it should be a fun thing to do like as like side projects Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. find whatever 
you know, idea comes to mind. And I, I know we talked about it too, is like doing um, like parody of like animes or like- uh, Oh my gosh, yeah. mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to like do one. And, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I really think that our idea of doing um, the Easy Breezy song- Yes, or, the parody um, video. Or uh, Shokugeki. I think that would be hilarious for oh us gosh. to do. That'd be so great. Dude, yeah, that video, oh my gosh. I honestly didn't know what to expect, <laughs> but I kind of had an idea of how you were going to mm-hmm. put it together. But man, everyone's entry was just so good. It was so funny. Yeah, I, my favorite my favorite part in that video was the um towards the end where it's like the sh- the ship is about to dock, right? And the mm-hmm. and the music, the music is just like getting it's peak like intense intensity <laughs> and then it's like it cuts to like the the ship and then mm-hmm. it cuts to Aaron and Aaron's like oh oh <laughs> right and then it cuts back to like the ship and then it cuts back to me like piloting the ship mm-hmm. and then it just like the music just cuts and then like all you hear is docked right and then and then Aaron's just like let's go right and it's just him in his room and then yeah. he's like just watching a video of the um the oh. dvd hitting the corner of the yeah, screen. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So funny <laughs> so good i mean what have you always wanted to do like video stuff it's not something that i wanted to do but mm-hmm. it's something i enjoyed doing yeah um when i was at school i think the very first project like a video editing that i ever did was when i was at school mm-hmm. and i had chris who was who was in that video yeah uh, go with me on one of my uh, practice flights mm-hmm. and he recorded me uh, or recorded most of the flight and then I put it together in like in this like video mm-hmm. compilation kind of thing and yeah. then I just kind of like edited some you know some cheesy yeah uh, you know the Top Gun music into it yeah, yeah, yeah. Like school Top Gun. and that was the first time I ever did like a, a video project mm-hmm. and I was I was like really satisfied with it because I I worked hard on it like no oh, yeah. I mean as as, as simplistic as it was and as, as cheesy as it was it was like something that i enjoyed doing because it was mm-hmm. just like you you put in the time to like put in the video and then you you got to time you know time all the uh the music parts mm-hmm. make everything transition well mm-hmm. and then i i even added in like subtitles because the radio chatter is like sometimes when you listen to radio chatter it's, it's kind of hard, hard to un- yeah. understand what people are saying so i i'd spent like all the time just like listening to it over and over and over again to mm-hmm. put in the subtitles in that um, I did that, and then I did. I believe I did a like a kind of a short uh, montage of uh, a Thanksgiving I did with Chris when we went down to Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. So I, I did a montage of that, and then I did um, I did like a quick. It was like a time lapsey kind of video. Yeah. Uh, with uh, I put the Max Elto song in the background mm-hmm. of. Uh, our our boat ride on 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 the uh where niagara falls is okay yeah yeah Yeah, so i did that and yeah it's it's, it's something like i don't think it's something that i like i want to do in life yeah it's just like a project that i enjoy doing Mm -hmm. yeah it's always fun making videos like from like your like your storyboarding in your head and then you actually like figure out the concept that you want to do yeah and then you're and then as soon as you hit record you kind of get that like feeling of oh man i'm actually doing it yeah 
and then when you get all gather all of your clips together and you're putting it together that's the best that's like my favorite part like for me at least because mm-hmm. i i've made videos before um even like like the simple vlogs that we used to do yeah like those it was so much fun just going through and piecing it all together to make something and then at the end of the day you're just like yes i did that <laughs> yeah and it's it's so i i you know i told you that Aaron and I did a lot of like B-roll filming in Dubai yeah. like, mm-hmm. for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's, and there's a lot, and I I really want to put it together. But mm-hmm. I think the the only thing I don't like about having to put a video together is like when I have like this all these good ideas, and then I have vision of like how I want to put it together. Yeah. But then I, I look at like all the all the <laughs> videos we took, and it's just like I really That's don't want not... to put in put in the effort to like edit it all together yeah and and it and it puts me it puts into perspective of like how hard um you know people that do like youtube or Mm -hmm. or any kind of like video editing how much work or like filmmaking it's it's, yeah it's it's hard it is hard 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 work yeah i mean yeah it gives you a a better appreciation for that kind of artwork Mm -hmm. in general and i and i'm pretty sure it's the same for you too like other 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 than you know video editing is like when you're you know you're doing your photos mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure it's the same for you like yeah. you know making it you know how you want it mm. yeah to exactly. come out as a final product mm-hmm. for sure that's awesome though like i can't wait to see the the ad or commercial that you're gonna make yeah for i'm i'm hoping i'm hoping to send it to her by you know tomorrow sweet i think yeah. it'll be good nice well, yeah i mean even though it's only been two weeks it sounds like it's as uneventful as it is being home because of all this crazy stuff, it sounds like you're at least keeping busy with stuff, trying to keep so, busy. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, like we've said since the beginning, we're not sure when this is yeah, going to be normal. Know. We don't know. So still, you know, even after like three months or what's four months now, it's like four or five months almost. Still, I still can't get used to it. It's just so weird gonna be like that for a while i i hope not so all right so yeah that's pretty much pretty much that's a nice recap the, the recap of, of my life the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks nice, uh, nice. yeah um so moving on i guess uh so you had sent me the the um like these japanese artists for like a music online musical yeah, musical fans japan uh J- Japanese artists unite for online music festival from Japan to the world. To the world, yep. Yeah. yeah, so you said you didn't get to watch it? I didn't get to. I've checked out all the artists, and their music is pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I didn't, but you recognize... didn't get to watch the actual... No. Because what time was it, like, the, our time? Um, Our time was, like, 5, 8? eight o'clock mm-hmm. yeah it was eight o'clock because it was like 5 p.m western that yeah, was yeah. the uh they they set that time for us here right right US right yeah because yeah. if it wasn't it would be like three o'clock in the morning yeah yeah. Um, yeah but yeah i i i caught some of it and i will say that i think i really enjoyed the most out of the out of the artists was uh three nineteen eighty nine. dude i was i was gonna tell you so I've known about them for like the past like two years, mm-hmm. and the first time I saw them was the lead singer in Terrace House. Oh, okay. And it was the third season of Terrace House, I think. Yeah, third mm-hmm. season of Terrace House when they came back to Japan, 
he was on that show for quite a bit and i just remember i was like when you first see him he was like yeah i'm a musician i'm a singer blah 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 and then the episode that they showed their music i my eyes lit up i was like holy crap these guys are really good like they're like uh like jazzy you know chill it's like super chill yeah and like soul-ish like they're like just fun overall right but like Mm -hmm. really jazzy so when i saw them on that lineup i was like oh my gosh that's so awesome and then the fact that you call them out as like one of your favorite acts dude that's so cool yeah they were really i was really impressed yeah no he's an incredible singer i like him a lot his like voice perfectly fits their their sound Mm -hmm. yeah but go ahead um, yeah, so that was that, I think that was my favorite act out of mm-hmm. all the I think six or seven of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then after his act, it went on to this this group called Echo Gorilla. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I will say I was a little like, <laughs> what is this right? Yeah, yeah. I, I wrote here that um, they're kind of like a group that wants to make a band, and mm-hmm. you just look at them like, oh my god, please don't. <laughs> I mean, not to discredit their work because, you know, yeah. hey, they're doing something that I wouldn't be able to do. But well, just... and like what we were saying before with videos, like stuff like that, like creative stuff, like it's it's still hard work. Right. So no matter yeah. how bad it could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Then, and, then, and then I wrote, I wrote uh, they look like how I would look like at a karaoke and I just <laughs> lose myself to the song. <laughs> And don't give a crap about how I dance or be stupid with friends. <laughs> I need to watch that segment. That's funny. Um, yeah, so that that was interesting. Um, the other one I found interesting as well was uh, Rhyme So. Yeah, yeah, Rhyme So. Mm-hmm. It was like I was like a synth Vogue mm-hmm. with like a white girl singing. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Isn't that so weird? I, I was kind of like. I was. It wasn't like full cringe, but it was like slight cringe. I was yeah. kind of like, I, I'm not getting. What's yeah, when I saw here. when I saw their picture, I was like, "Is she American? Is she American? Are you like some kind of like Western?" But I've seen that's actually kind of common now with a Japanese like producer mm-hmm. working with like an artist outside of their language and making yeah. a Japanese group, which is kind of weird. Um, but yeah, rhyme. So their name is cool um and then yeah i just kind of wrote some like here and there stuff about everybody else it's kind of like uh like chill mm-hmm. chill vibes i think the guy on the keyboard uh Kansano, was pretty cool too mm-hmm. i kind of had that like like bar bar keyboard okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. style vibes mm-hmm. something like that yeah nice i mean overall overall the experience was good it was nice to see like um non-popular artists i guess yeah none um, of them were Except for Not maybe three, three. yeah, three nineteen eighty nine yeah. is starting to get there, but they're definitely not like Lisa or mm-hmm. any of big the names, mainstream big artists. artists. Yeah. yeah, so it was it was nice. It was a good experience. Mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought it was good. Nice. Um, yeah. So that was that, and then uh, moving on to news here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so like I was like I was telling you Tim, like I don't. I don't have a name for news, so if anybody <laughs> listening, if anybody listening has like a good su- suggestion for like you know news, the news segment, you know, let me know. Um, yeah, I'll start off with the first piece here. 
um, in regards to expos and cons. Um, so Crunchyroll announced that the Crunchyroll Expo, remember I said last yes. week that they had canceled it? Yeah. Um, Crunchyroll announced that the Expo will be moving to an online format from mm -hmm. September 4th through the 6th. Uh, mm -hmm. Virtual Crunchyroll Expo will have guest panels, interactive events, special announcements, and other content. Mm -hmm. uh, more information will be uh, revealed uh, mid-July. Nice. Ooh. Uh, uh, yeah. That's funny you mentioned that too, because I signed up for the Funimation con, or like or whatever con that they had, like virtual mm -hmm. con. But I think I missed it. It might have been this weekend. I don't remember. But like you could sign up for free. It was like a free virtual pass. Mm -hmm. And they did the same thing. So I guess a lot of people are starting to do that now. But I think I'm definitely going to go to that one. Which I'm makes sure sense because work. like a lot of a lot of money had gone into doing the expo. So I think nobody wants it to like go, go to away. waste. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I wonder how stuff like that is going to be run in regards to like, like, are they going to make it so we can go to like anything that they're gonna demonstrate or is it gonna be like a, a scheduled like it's just gonna be no. this like from friday from like 10 a.m to like 10 p.m you just have to go to they're only gonna do like one segment thing at a mm -hmm. time as opposed to like you can go to whatever at whatever and there's gonna have like yeah they're gonna be like five things happening at once and you'd have to choose right which one you want to like do. an actual con would yeah. be i see what you're saying yeah i don't know we'll have to mm -hmm. see um yeah more information mid-july <laughs> cool yeah I'm, I'm definitely probably gonna try getting into that, try to get that. okay mm -hmm. um next con uh otakon uh, uh it's yeah. official youtube channel that it will be hosting the online event otakon online on august hmm. 1st interesting uh the virtual convention will be a day-long event co uh, comprising of interviews panels workshops music events and gaming events hmm uh will be streamed for free mm -hmm. um and more release details uh, about the event will be on their youtube channel for the next month huh interesting god that's like one of the ones that i'm always looking forward to i'm so sad that they have to cancel it because they usually have pretty good musical artists that come mm -hmm. in like i remember one year forgot their name it was an all-girl band and they were so good like i fell in love with the bassist she was so good oh man forgot the name something it had a king something in their name i forgot um but dude if there's one anime convention that you definitely want to check out it's that one and it's not even far away for you so because it's in dc yep and the Walter E. Washington Convention Center is massive. It's so nice and massive. Like the first year that they brought it there, because it used to be in Baltimore. Yeah. When Kat and I went, dude, their um their dealer's room. Like imagine uh a hanger, right? Okay. Uh -huh. Imagine three hanger sized uh uh a three hanger sized uh, dealer's room. So it's just all merch, all artwork. Ooh. It was insane. Like the whole three days we were there, we just were able to like see everything. Mm -hmm. 
which is awesome. So hopefully next year. Hopefully, hopefully cross next year because I, I I really want to go. Uh, yeah. I think if we go, like, if I go with you, I think I know. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, like we talked about it before. Like, mm. man, It'd be fun time. It'd be so fun. Yeah, that's cool. <clears throat> I think I'll join that one too. <laughs> There's all these online events. Might as well. <laughs> uh, uh, next news. Speaking of music, uh, Neon Genesis uh, Evangelion mm-hmm. soundtrack 25th anniversary box compiles rare and new tracks. Hmm. Interesting. So if anybody is, you know, like 25 years old, Holy cow. and the music, the music's uh, really good. Should definitely. I mean, it's kind of pricey. It says here, uh, the box will set, uh, the box set will release in Japan October seventh, costing uh, nine thousand eight hundred yen, which is approximately ninety eight hundred, almost hundred dollars. Ooh, I have to check that out to see what, like, what the does the box art look cool? I'm, I don't see the box art. Oh, once they show that, it'll probably give me a, a choice, or uh, I'll make my decision. I think it might be that. multiple discs too because yeah, it's that makes it sense. Here, uh, on this like on the YouTube uh thumbnail it just has like disc one and there's like twenty four songs on it. Yeah, dang. So it might be multiple song multiple discs. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be like the like the uh like the orchestra music and stuff. Which would be cool. Um Oh oh okay, it's right here. Uh yeah, it's a it's a five disc uh box set. Let's see. Five disc box set with rare and difficult to find tracks. With bonus tracks and newly released songs. Hmm. Oh, there goes my one. Oh yeah, I don't see like that, like the actual box art. Uh, yeah, the actual set box. Dang, dude, twenty-five. Wow, me, Ava is twenty-five years old. Have you watched it? No, remember I only watched like. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Definitely watch it. Um. Yeah, ninety-one dollars. Cool. Definitely have to check that out. Yeah. Nice. All right, and then last bit of news here. Um. So, uh, do you do you ever dabble into Zoids? Yes. Okay. Here we go. Uh, Zoids Wild franchise gets new game project for Switch. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Uh, the game will launch this winter. Uh, the theme of the new game is remodeling and will allow players to create their own customized Zoid. Is it called King of Blast? Uh, Zoid's Wild King of Blast? It just says here Zoid's Wild franchise. Hmm. Uh, it's called Zoid's Wild, right? yeah so what that's what i'm reading here on the on the I'm trying to see article. 
Um, oh, it's like a, it's like a fighting game. Yo. Yeah, I remember watching the anime. Love yeah, anime. I, I was introduced to Zoids uh, from my cousins in the Philippines on my dad's side. Mm-hmm. I remember going to the Philippines once, and yeah, they showed me Zoids, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Nice. Zoids. It was like Zoids, and what was big at the time, too, was uh, Beyblade. Beyblade, dude. My friends and I are bringing that back. <laughs> <laughs> well, not me specifically, because I don't have any, but two of my friends have like a bunch and they're mm-hmm. like so legit i remember buying one in japan that had the uh it, it was like remote control too so you could like what counter you could counter spin the way your 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 thing was spinning yeah it was, it was fire dude that's i awesome. felt like the coolest kid that had the Yo, best beyblade that's sick i mean the best Beyblades come out of japan like don't ever <laughs> don't ever get the hasbro stuff they're don't, so bad don't at me <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome dang zoids dude that's another thing too that I do every now and then is look up just like models, like Gundam models and stuff. Mm-hmm. I really want a Zoid model, just like of Liger. Oh my gosh! Yes, I need it. I need it. Like every iteration of Liger. <laughs> <laughs> um, dang, that would be a cool game. I think. Well, I guess speaking of games speaking of games our main topic today is gaming i mean we've said that we've we're we're an open podcast podcast and games is definitely one of the things that we always want to talk about so today is that day on episode seven episode seven yeah we've done seven episodes crazy that's crazy i don't think this is probably the most I've done since Nerd Plus with Chris. It's really, <laughs> really cool. Um, but yeah, so today we're gonna be focusing on games because a lot of stuff has happened in the last two weeks con- uh, concerning gaming, from you know new console releases to big games that just came out. Yeah all that stuff but we'll we'll take it back to the beginning of our roots our roots our roots so let's start with what was the first console or handheld you ever uh, i think for me because i think my mom owned it and mm-hmm. so i kind of played with it too the original game boy yes the uh, big I fat it, gray brick i call it the gray brick yep, exactly. <laughs> the gray brick Dude. that's the one yeah I the yeah. same same with me like when my parents had it when they were in the Philippines and then they when I was old enough to know what it was they obviously kept it and the first game mm-hmm. I played was Mario I think mine on the gray brick was uh, Tetris nice yeah it was yeah Mario and Tetris were the only two games that my parents had <laughs> nice yeah that colossal thing yeah, that thing literally weighed a brick <laughs> And that thing took like four double A batteries. Yeah, four double A batteries. Man. Oh man. And then like and then so if any of you because you know now I feel old. Mm-hmm. Uh any of you listening, like this thing had like no color. The pixels were like it was really pixelated. 
no color. You couldn't play it, you know, play at night or in the dark. God, it wasn't <laughs> even black and white. It was like green and black. Yeah. <laughs> um, but man, that color, like the color of the actual handheld, the mm-hmm. Game Boy, you can't beat it. That's such a yeah. classic color. That gray with the the purple the buttons. purple buttons. Oh my gosh. And then the cartridges, if it didn't work, you have to blow on it. You pull it out, you blow it, and you literally just like any cartridge game. Right. The same way. If it doesn't work, you pull it out, you blow on it, put it back in. Yep. Yeah, no, that was the first piece of gaming hardware that my family and I had. And then it evolved into, for me, it was the PlayStation the ps1 right the ps1 yeah mm-hmm. and that changed everything like i couldn't believe games could be that great oh no actually no whoa, 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 whoa. i can't believe i skipped what came after the game boy i'm so sorry the super nintendo <laughs> yep super nintendo <laughs> super nintendo changed mine and my sister's life like Probably the number one game that we played the most was Mario Kart. With the OG Mario Kart. The OG Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. Like the OG Rainbow Road. Yep. The most frustrating car track in the world. <laughs> God. No, but we... Oh my gosh, yeah. So I had Mario Kart. God, I can't even remember all the other games that we had. Mario Kart was definitely like the first one that we had because I think Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure when we got it in Alaska, it came with that game. Like we got a bundle. Ooh. So that was like the one game that we grinded for like ever. Yeah. So that would be my second console. Uh, third console. Or I guess first, like first full on console because we didn't get the uh, Nintendo. Like the 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 very first one, the the brick Nintendo, the, yeah, the brick Nintendo, the real mm-hmm. the the evolved form of the Game Boy. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get that one, but my friends had it, and we got to play on that. Um, yeah, we didn't have the Sega Genesis, uh, or the Sega Saturn. Oh, I had a Sega Saturn. Ooh, nice, nice, nice. Playing um, uh, Virtua Fighter on that. Virtua oh, Fighter. Virtua Fighter. Yeah. That, and then um, I forgot the name of the the police game. It's like a shooter game. It's almost like um, oh god, what's that Cop? shooter? Virtua Cop. Yeah, yeah that's the Virtua one. Cop. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, I had fun with that. Yeah, that was fun. That was before Time Crisis. That that's a game I was thinking of. Time Crisis. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um. Dang. And then, of course, Sonic. I mean, not to say that I didn't know what the games were on, like, Sega. Because Sonic's obviously, like, the, the number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, dang. Sega Saturn. With, like, people... I remember my friends had, like, a Game Genie. And I was like, what the heck is this? I was like, yeah, you could do, <laughs> you could do anything in, like, any yeah. game. I was like, you guys are cheaters. <laughs> but that was, like, the whole point of it, so... Um. Yeah, Super Nintendo was like my first. Um, what you call it? That was the first time I got introduced oh, yeah. to fighting games. Mm-hmm. 
and it was uh, Super Street Fighter 2. And then Killer Instinct. And I, I miss those days when I would just like play so much to get better to beat my friends because I was mm-hmm. always the one losing. Yeah, you, you had so to bad. you had to know all the combos, the button yeah, like man. button combos and, and whatnot. Yeah, you knew, you had to know every character. Yeah, and like and this was still like the time when cabinets were huge. Like mm-hmm. they were so prominent. So like going to like bowling alleys when you know kids didn't really bowl, they would just go to the arcade. Yeah, or arcades in general, Chuck E. Cheese and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Always straight to the fighting games, like who's gonna you know challenge this kid or yep. who's gonna beat me and all that kind of stuff. And that was like when, like Super Nintendo was what started. Like for me, I think was when it started. Uh, what kicked off, like my competitive, like gaming side. Mm-hmm. Not like anything serious, but you know, it's just like it gave me that spark, like. Man, I really like being competitive in in video games. Like, I want to beat Francis in Mario Kart every time. (laughs) If I lose, I bring shame to myself. (laughs) Um, And I beat her handedly many times, thank you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like, ever since, like, the Super Nintendo and then, you know, like I said, going on to PlayStation and stuff like that, gaming has been a part of my life since, like, I was what like three or four, mm-hmm. all because of that Game Boy, <clears throat> that gray brick, that gray brick. Yeah, so I don't want to get like too crazy into like how far we've. I mean, I guess we can. Uh, I, yeah, I, so I think. Yeah, I think I'll just like kind of go off of like the consoles, that like I your history, your console history, or whatever. <laughs> the you're console doing. history. Yes, yeah, I yeah. think. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I, can, I can't remember in order how it happens, but. I definitely played like PS1. I never had the PS1 mm-hmm. um, when it came out. Like, mm-hmm. I, I only played it like when I went to friends' houses. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the one that I did have was the Nintendo 64. You were in Japan then, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I've been in Japan like this is the whole time. That's true. <laughs> uh, the Nintendo 64, mm-hmm. and uh, the big thing on Nintendo 64 was uh, the first Mario Party. Yes. Oh uh, my gosh. I remember me and my dad would play that all the time and he'd always beat me and I'd always get salty. <laughs> <laughs> I always get salty every time he beat Classic. me. Classic. I like I always felt like he was cheating, but I know it's just like Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. yeah. Only certain certain things you can do at that age mm-hmm. to play a game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always got salty. Yeah. Uh Mario Party uh the original Mario 64. Dude, yes, when uh, it was like when it became 3D and yeah, you, like, and, you can move around. And one of my favorite memories of Mario 64 was uh, this wasn't like back then. This was when 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 I lived here. Yeah. Uh, you remember that one time you got you guys came over and then like I think literally we stayed up all night Dude, just grinding yes. through all the levels. Yes. And like YouTubing how to like how grind to get the stars. The yeah. Yeah. That was one. Of, that's one of my favorite memories of playing Mario 64. So fun. Um, and then uh. My, f- I think this was like my first r- actual racing game was F Zero, dude. Yes. Yeah, I love it. Wow, game. you didn't. Oh, you never got to play it on the Super Nintendo, did you? No, I only got it on sixty four. Classic, but sixty four version. Oh, so dude, good. I love that game so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. And then, and then another big one uh, on the sixty four was the OG Pokemon Stadium. Oh, dude. The ma- games are the best, dude. Pokemon Stadium, like, 
I'm I'm so disappointed still that they haven't remade them. You would think they would, right? Yeah. You know, the popularity of like the new Nintendo Those mini games slapped. Mm-hmm. Like they're the best mini games I feel like in any like party game. Like, Aside from so like Mario Party. They're yeah. so simplistic, but they get so competitive. Freaking Diglett Ring Toss the, or the Ekans uh, Ring Toss. The, the, the sushi. The, the like su- sushi. sushi. Oh my gosh. Uh, I would get the so- hardest. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. The hardest one I thought was the um the hypno and the drowsy, like Oh the pendulum? The- yeah. Oh my god, that's the hardest one. Dude. It's so competitive. It's so fun. We France and I would get so competitive with that game. Like the mini games. Like I would legit get pissed at France every time she beat me at the Lickitung sushi. Cause you know how like you could block people from getting yes. <laughs> like the certain crazy ones? Mm-hmm. Or like they, they force you to get the one with the wasabi. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then you get like the, the three second animation of like being uh-huh. on fire and then yep. Oh like legit would get Good. so pissed every time Good. I lose to France. Cause she was actually pretty nasty at that game. Um, did you play Pokemon Stadium 2? I did. I have that one too. Yeah, those mini games were balling too. Uh, the mini games, I'm telling you, the mini games, if they could just come out with the Pokemon mini games? Stadium without any of the other stuff, like the <laughs> battles and stuff, it just make it like the mini games, I would totally get that game, dude. Yes, like if they could, like, you know, how they like a lot of gay people now are like remastering old games or whatever, like, yeah, when you get if, if they remaster like Pokemon Stadium mini games, I'm telling I would you, totally, I'd spend. The world would erupt. I'm telling you, that would be the hottest selling Pokemon game ever. I'm telling you. Oh, they're that's like so good. Cult, that's a cult classic. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? No, yeah, so speaking of Pokemon, so like with Game Boy, obviously they came out with different versions yes. after that. Yep. Yeah, Pokemon uh red and blue came out with the game boy color yep got that one i got the purple oh, yeah the the, the, the see-through one yeah, yeah yeah like it's just so funny because like remember we were talking about with um one of the episodes how the first time i got introduced into anime i didn't know pokemon was an anime mm-hmm that time that I got the game, I didn't realize it was an anime. And then, like, you know, learning about the cards and stuff. Yeah. And it wasn't until I went to the States to visit a friend in Seattle. Or we went we went to see uh, my grandpa on my mom's side because he had uh, a heart surgery. But then I met up with my friends who used to live in Germany. And I, I knew about Pokemon then because of the game... And because of like these lunchable, lunchables had like these cards in the back that you can yeah. cut out and collect. Uh-huh. And I I remember visiting them and they're like, you know, have you heard of Pokemon? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I have these like you know cards from like these lunchables and they're like really cool. And they're like, hold up, you don't know Jack. <laughs> Let me show you what Pokemon is. Watch the first episode. And I was blown away. I was like, I love this show so much. And then we went to the mall in Tacoma. 
and they showed me the trading cards and i was like what the hell is this yeah i begged my mom i was like mom please please get me a starter set get me the <laughs> one with uh it was the electric psychic deck oh, okay oh. yeah um it was electric psychic deck so it had pikachu and mewtwo and mm -hmm. mewtwo was the holographic card in there yeah yeah I was like, mom, 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 please, please, I need, I need this, like, now. So we went to the mall, and then we went to the same place that my friend brought me to, got that starter deck, went back to my friend's place, and we played for hours. <laughs> he was just, like, teaching me how to play the game and stuff. And Dude, I, I never understood how to play the card game. I always just got the cards just because the they're cool. Item. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. And I, I still have, like, my... My my holographic cards that I've collected throughout the years when I was a yeah. kid. Um, definitely holding on to that for dear life. I don't know if I ever want to sell them. I will see. I'm not selling mine. <laughs> I am not because like mine are like I have like Japanese and English Same. cards. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. and I precious I, I precious <laughs> I I find more sentiment sentimental yeah. value in the mm -hmm. japanese ones because like yeah right they're, they're like original japanese cards mm -hmm. and and i remember like times when when the bazaar would happen yeah. and i would go we i would go with my mom and you know they're always buying like furniture or mm -hmm. like whatever but i'd always go to like the cards and i'd always like look at the cards and just mm -hmm. like choose like, uh, my eyes would just time. light up yeah yeah good time every time we got a booster pack oh my god dude oh you know what this just gave me an idea. We need a dedicated episode to Pokemon. We should. We're going to do it. <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah. Back to the Game Boy. You know. Yeah. So Game Boy Color. Yeah. Was, Game Boy was... Color. I had. I think I had red. I don't think I had blue. I don't remember. Which one I had both. It? I had red and blue. Dang. Uh, I had red and blue. And then and then I had. I got the gold and silver when those came out. Dude. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, I think I had the red version but i didn't pick charmander the first time around because when i saw squirtle i was like oh hell yeah a turtle are you kidding me my, like my favorite animal <laughs> and to this day i'll say squirtle is the best starter ever always pick squirtle um yeah so then after that yeah let's jump to the next generation which was gold and silver i got silver and chose cyndaquil Mm, yes, best who, choice. Who you know I had to get at the Pokemon Center after we saw oh, yeah. him because that's my boy. <laughs> I'm hugging him right now. <laughs> yeah, I keep, I keep, I keep the uh, the Alolan uh, Vulpix upstairs in my room. Yes, like sits on my bed. Oh, that was such a great win. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So, gold and silver, and then after that was. Peak, the yellow version which is yeah, the Pikachu, yellow version. <laughs> which is cool too but i stopped playing for a while after that because i think after they started adding like crazy weird pokemon and they still do it now they still do it now yeah for sure like a lamp really <laughs> come on now <laughs> um after obviously you now i got older and all that stuff um Still loved it. Still loved the franchise. But once they started getting super weird with the names and the design, yeah. it definitely didn't resonate with me. So I just didn't 
even bother playing any of them yeah i think for me i stopped after um ruby and sapphire okay is that gen 3 i think it's gen 3 because i think yeah gen 3 was the last one i totally enjoyed until i started seeing all this ridiculous stuff starting ruby and sapphire had entei suicune and no that's gold and silver uh sapphire had oh no you're right you're right sorry yeah Groudon, 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 yeah, and, that's right. Um, the other guy, I forgot like his name. Oh, Groudon, yeah, no, Groudon, one. yeah, yeah. So the whales, right? The big ass, the big whale, the blue one, and the red, um, and the and the red, and like, the red dinosaur yeah. looking guy. Mm -hmm. yeah, that, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that one. yeah. Okay, that. Did I play that one? Don't probably didn't. I probably like played a friend's like copied for a little bit. Um, but yeah, Gen One, Gen Two will forever have my heart if they could remake those games like how they're making the new pokemon games coming out now yeah. i play that one i think I, I think i saw a rumor about like them bringing back the the johto region in pokemon let's go mm. which i have which is the peak oh i have the pikachu version if they bring back the johto region i will cry because the first person i'm getting is cyndaquil He's like the first catch I'm gonna get. I always go. I always go fire. No matter what game mm -hmm. it is, I always go fire as my mm -hmm. starter. Yeah, everyone has their like their preference always. Um, I definitely would have chosen Totodile, but Cyndaquil is just too damn cute. Mm -hmm. But I still love Totodile because I also have him too. <laughs> Come here, Totodile, little <laughs> alligator. Um, but yeah, after like Gen three. Or I guess yeah. After Gen three, I definitely just didn't pay attention to whatever came out until Sun and Moon. And Sun and Moon, dude, I haven't even. So I had the Nintendo DS, three mm -hmm. DS. Sorry, three DS. Okay, the three DS. Okay, yeah. And I played Sun and Moon. I had Sun, but I didn't finish it for some reason. I think it just kind of like. It like kind of fell off the wayside, cause, like we were saying, the like the new gen stuff just like, just didn't feel the same. It doesn't hit. It doesn't hit the same. It definitely doesn't hit the same. But I did get a switch. It was a while ago. Got um sword and shield because it's open world ish now, right? That game rocks. That game is so much fun. I put in like I haven't played in a while but and I should because the DLCs came out. Mm -hmm. Um which is really a cool direction that they're doing now, so they're coming out with like new regions that you can explore and then obviously new Pokemon to catch. Um instead of buying like a whole new game. They're just is it like on. is it like only one specific region or like well, can you travel to like previous regions? Cuz like it, uh, what I enjoyed about Gold and Silver was like, even though you finished the Johto region, oh, you right. could go over to the Kanto region. Yeah, right, right. Um, so the region that they have now, it's like so big that they've only, like the, the before the DLCs, you, you only have like one part of the region that you're exploring, right? Okay, yeah. So like just imagine like a a world map, like a huge world map, but everything is blocked off except for like a narrow portion of it. 
And okay. the DLCs reveal those other blocked sections. It's not like... Uh, what were you saying before? It's It's not... It's not like you... It's like the section like that's there now, like the new stuff was never there. It just wasn't revealed until the DLC. So okay. you can go back to like both places. But I don't know where it is on the grand scheme of like where uh the Kanto and Johto regions are in the world. I don't know if they're ever gonna bring that back. Because it's supposed to be part of the same world, obviously. But but the new DLC stuff, yeah, you can go from wherever you were in the beginning of the game to the new one. Nice. And everything new that's in the the new region, it pretty much just like melds together with where you are now. Okay. So. Cool. Um, but yeah, Pokemon Sword and Shield, I haven't felt excited to play a new one in a long time until I played that. Uh, I definitely recommend it for any like Pokemon fans play the game religiously um let's see where are we going with this <laughs> uh, oh yeah so, yeah so yeah so you had the ds and then what was after the ds oh yeah the 3ds and then the switch switch uh console wise so um for me uh so i had the the game boy color the game boy advance mm -hmm. the um, square and then the, the square yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think the Vance was more like oval shaped, um, and then it came out with the, oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Uh, they that's came right. out with the Game Boy DS. Yeah, I had the, the square, the square flip square. I had oh, that that's right. The Advance was the one that kind of looks like the shape of the Switch. Yes, it was like flat. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, so I had that, and then and then I got the PS2. Ooh. Um, and then PS2 changed my perspective of like games. It's how I started getting more into uh, story-driven games. Yes, um, mm -hmm. and, and that's I think that's really influenced my how I, I like enjoy games now. Is like mm -hmm. I really love story adventure, story-driven games. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, PS2 like I had uh, one of my favorite games, Ace Combat. Yeah, love that. Like, art, like flight sim, arcadey. Love and, it. Playing, like, I love like yeah, planes. like fighter planes, yeah. Mm -mm, I love it. Nice. Um, and then uh, PS2 was also when I kind of started getting introduced to like shooter games. Yeah, right, right. Like actual shooter games. So I played SOCOM. Yes, dude. Uh, the Navy SEAL stuff. That mm -hmm. was that was fun. Mm -hmm. um, and then so yeah, story wise, how I really got into story wise games was uh, like GTA San Andreas. Oh my gosh! Yeah, wow. <laughs> um, and then like. Uh, true crime streets of la wait did your mom ever know like what goes on in those games no well i think they had like a like a general idea <laughs> but yeah it was kind of one of those games where you're just kind of like yeah i'm not playing that game, but playing that game. don't worry mom it has some uh you know moral behind it like moral yeah. stories okay uh, yeah, so that that's pretty much my PS2 is a lot of introduction introduction to like a lot of story driven games. Dude, and stuff like facts that. like um, mm -hmm. yeah. So that and then when I was at school, I I started getting into uh, when I played on my friend Chris, my Chris uh, when I played on his PlayStation Three, mm -hmm. I, I really got into 
uh, Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Nice. I like Assassin's Creed was like really good, mm-hmm. and then and then the PS4 came out. Well, the PS4 came out, and then I had never heard of it before until uh, he sent. He had he had ordered uh, some games, but like yeah. I think Amazon messed up where it got shipped. Oh shoot. Um. So they sent him another shipment. So he now he has like extras. Like yeah, two yeah. Copies of the same game. So he sent me the the other the extra. Other yeah, ship, yeah. yeah the extra. And in it was um, Last of Us, and Ooh. that's how I really get to Last of Us. <laughs> Love that game so much. Ooh, we're gonna talk about that in a little bit. Um, yeah. So yeah, I guess after. So I've had Nintendo like in my life for a long, long time. And then same with Sony. So I had the PS1. That opened up a whole new like world in like graphics and gameplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first game I had on the PlayStation was uh, X Men vs Street Fighter. Ooh. Dude, I played that game so much. There's this uh, ultimate move, like the super move that uh, Gambit does, called the Royal okay. Flush. Uh huh. I perfected getting the 99 hit combo with that thing oh to my a T. That shit was hard to time. <laughs> so like, you know, leading up to like uh, combo hits into the super, I would uh-huh. purposefully not use my super bar until it was like fully three or four. Mm-hmm. I think it was like three or four. And then whenever I would play my friends, like I would always aim for just the 99 because it was like a guaranteed like you're dead. <laughs> like the first round. <laughs> I played that game so much. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, then I got introduced to uh, JRPGs because Ooh. of that game. And my friend uh, who used to live below us in uh, our apartments in or in the military housing. Yeah, yeah. They got it first and I would watch them play and I was like, man, that'd be so cool to have. Uh, they played... Resident Evil, which still, which traumatized me when we would ever <laughs> yeah, would play. Like, it was, like, stupid, yeah. stupid mm-hmm. scary. Um, and they also had Final Fantasy VII. Now, I knew about the Final Fantasy franchise, like, through, like, the, the Super Nintendo, Game Boy, mm-hmm. and uh, the Nintendo. But I never really played them because I didn't really have any interest in it. And I guess I was yeah. too young to really, like, care. But watching them play through that, like like you said, like just like the story driven game, that was like the first like story driven game, like I guess I uh, really like followed and paid attention to. And man, Final Fantasy VII changed my world. Did you play the new one? I did not, and I I kind of regret not getting it or not having it because I heard it's really really sick. Like not even just gra- obviously not just graphics wise, but the gameplay wise. Even though a lot of people were kind of busting Square Enix's chops for doing real time fighting, mm-hmm. I heard is like really freaking sweet. Yeah, I haven't played any of the Final Fantasy games, and I've been reading mm-hmm. or I've been hearing a lot that like if you if you've never played one, like mm-hmm. you should definitely play this one, like yeah. the one that. Came, mm-hmm. So yeah, so after watching them play Final Fantasy Seven. That was like one of the games I knew I had to get and play for myself. After playing that, 
obviously they came out with other ones, eight and nine and ten, but ten was like PS2. But seven, eight, and nine, those are like the first games I. Well, there is another game, but those are like the first games like I knew. I was like, I have to like, I want to finish this. I want to go through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, people who never had a PlayStation or whatever. They came out with like three or four discs for those games. Like it was crazy, and I miss I miss that feeling, of like progressing through a game and knowing you got to like a check like a legit big checkpoint mm-hmm. where you had to. The game would like you know change to like this loading screen, and then it'll go please insert disc two. And that would just give you like the biggest sigh of relief and like excitement to be like, oh my god, I can't wait to to get to the next part. Uh huh. As opposed to now, where it's just like it just goes to the next part. Yeah. You know? just, yeah you're just um, like... I I miss that feeling so much, of like just the anticipation of, ooh, how much more do I have to do, to get to the next disc? Mm-hmm. Like I really miss that. Um, but Final Fantasy was like the, the first. Uh, iteration of me playing games like that uh, and I was gonna say you know I guess when we get to like this part of like what's our favorite or least favorite game one of my all-time favorite games is Metal Gear Solid because that was like my first like tactical uh, shooter game mm-hmm. and it was it's like looking back on it how old was I maybe 13 when I first played it or 14 I don't remember exactly in my teens young teens playing a game like that where it was like about like this like unknown group of of old ass white people white dudes (laughs) controlling the government behind Uh, you know curtains and stuff or behind the shadows like (laughs) When I think back of like when I was playing it, I didn't even like really think about it too much. I was just like, "Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Let's just get to the next part." I think that's how most of us. Were. <laughs> like you I was really like I wasn't old enough to like really understand. Yeah, yeah. to understand. You just enjoy it for the uh, pure enjoyment of just, yeah. Like I'm in like I'm like seventh or eighth grade, just learning about the U.S. <laughs> like the U.S.'s <laughs> history. <laughs> and then I'm gonna play this game that's like actually no. What really happened, what's really happening right now is these guys are controlling the U.S., you know. The government is just, they're just figureheads. Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine if I, like, if they came out with a game like that now, I'd be, like, going through so many, like, conspiracy theories of, like, trying to figure out if it's actually true. Um, I mean, Metal Gear Solid, I want to say that's, like, one of my top games of all time. That game was so fun. Because it's all about stealth. Yep. I mean, obviously you could play like Run and Gun, but it's super freaking... Like, it punishes you for doing that. Yeah. But... And it's just so funny because it leads into like... It, it kind of semi-leads into uh, introducing me to like my favorite voice actor because Spike was played <laughs> by Steve Bloom. I th- nice. Wait, was it? Actually, no. Wait, I'm wrong. Hold on. I have to fact check myself. <laughs> uh... Who was it? 
David Hayter, who has done so many other things that I enjoy. Anyway, yeah. One of the best voice actors of all time. David Hayter, who is Snake. He's like the OG Snake. He's the OG Snake. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I mean, he pretty much does the whole series uh, uh well he doesn't do snake for uh mgs5 mgs5 was a uh, key for sutherland wait what yeah oh no yeah right he stops at four wait what he does snake i did not know that yeah, I was pretty surprised because I played. I, I haven't. I haven't finished MGS five yet. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I was pretty surprised that Kiefer Sutherland does Snake MGS five. Wow, that's pretty freaking cool. Well, anyway, yeah. So Metal Gear Solid. I remember. It. It wasn't even a game that I owned. It was uh, Uncle Ray's game. <laughs> and he brought it over one time, and he was like, "Here, you know, you should try." Try this game out if you if you don't have any other games to really play. I was like, eh, all right. Turned it on, played it, and I remember because he like stayed with us for a little bit, not like live with us, but he just like visited for a bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we were playing, and I'm playing it right. They're just watching me and stuff like that. It's so funny. Um, we get to a point in the game. And this, this was like super, super mind blowing at the time. It still kind of is because I can't believe like game developers actually put this in the game. So, wait, you played Metal Gear Solid One, right? Uh, no, I've only played five. Only five? Wow. Yeah, I've seen gameplay, but I've, I've yeah, never yeah. played. It okay, so there's a part in the game where you're fighting this boss, and he's like this. Uh, uh, he has like telekinetic powers. Okay. What's his name? Psycho Psycho Raven, I think. Was it Psycho Raven? Something like that. Um and you're fighting this boss, right? And like things don't feel right, like shooting him or like trying to approach him and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you shoot him and then like your controls go wonky. And then out of nowhere, the screen goes black. And it's like, I think, oh man, I wish I could really remember it. But there's like a prompt that says like insert player two or whatever. Okay. And I was like, how? This isn't a two player game. Like I ignore it, right? And just keep yeah, trying yeah. to fight him. And then I die. I was like, God, it's so frustrating. How do I beat this guy? He has psychic powers. <laughs> so we tried again. And my uncle was like, maybe you have to put the controller one to controller two. Oh my I was God. like, "You're dumb." <laughs> I, no, I didn't say. It. I was just like, "No, that's not how it works." That doesn't make sense. Yeah, so I was like, "Eh, whatever. I'll try it." And lo and behold, start wrecking this guy. Oh I was like, "Whoa, God. what the heck? How? How? Why does it do that?" And back then, I was like, "Why did that work?" That's revolutionary. But but yeah, but then like when I thought about it when I was older, I was like, it's because he can't read your like movements when you're in the other socket. 
<laughs> and I was like, dude, that's so sweet. Like the things that like how creative people can get like that's making really, games and like that. Really creative. Like that's ahead of its time. And then from then on, I was like, this game's amazing. <laughs> this game's so cool. <laughs> oh. Hey, look at that. You've made it to the end of part one of this episode. Kudos to you for sticking it out this long. We really appreciate you listening to our podcast. Be sure to check out part two. And if you like what you hear, be sure to spread the word to all of your kawaii friends. Arigatou gozaimasu.